This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, loyal listeners, to Agency Intelligence, where I give you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Jason Cass, your host, the one, the only. Actually, that's 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 not true. Um, if you do look, there are a bunch of other Jason Casses, um, but I and the one and only the Jason Cass. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you look a lot out there, you know Dale actually is on here with us. Um, and before I get on with it, loyal listeners, you may want to know there's a Jason Cass up in Canada. And he's like an actor. Like he's uh, not an actor. He's a um, he's like a design specialist. And he has his own um, a TV show, like reality TV shows. Very big in Canada. Um, but, uh, his name is Jason Cass. So he seems older than me too. So I can't claim that he wants to be like me. Anyways, loyal listeners, welcome to another episode. I'm glad that you're here. Um, as this gentleman has told me a couple minutes ago, he doesn't understand why he's on here. He's just a regular average Joe is what he said. And I think you're going to find that to be, um, very true. I'm not going to lie. I think that when it comes to the average Joe, he's 80% of the people out of the, out there. Everything's 80-20, so we know he's not 20%. So he's 80% of people out there. And how we got to this podcast is Dale's correct. I don't normally – there was nothing about Dale that made me follow him or anything. For you guys know, he's a mastermind member. He's a champion. So I understand, and like I know Dale through there, but I hadn't really had anything. And then Dale – Um, Took advantage of a lot of people in the mastermind, which is castcalendar.com. He got on my calendar and he started just talking to me about different things and ideas that he had in his head. Dale, I don't know how long the conversation was. It could have been 10, 15, 20 minutes. And I just told Dale, I said, Dale, dude, we got to stop, stop right now. Just stop. I was like, other people need to hear this and you need to come on the podcast. So that was about a month ago. seems, I guess it was a month ago. It doesn't seem that long ago, but uh, I would like to introduce everybody. If you would, please stand to your feet. Don't throw money. He makes enough of it, but he'll always take more. Dale Leinenhennig. And he is German. And that is one of the toughest names I've had to say yet. (laughs) Um, There was one, she's the owner of Insurify. Sajid, oh God, I'm butchering her name. Now, she has the most difficult name in the whole wide world. But his is German. And he said, Jason, you obviously don't have any Germans up there around you. But welcome, Dale, to the podcast. Great to have you. Hey, great. Thanks for having me, Jason. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, one thing I want to remind people about uh, before we get on to this is I'm always talking about We Got Your Podcast, and that's astronomically blowing up. Um, But one thing I also want to remind people is the champions group that we have. As I said earlier, Dale is a member of that. You can go to insuranceagencyintelligence.com in the top right, click on Mastermind. You will see Dale's beautiful mug in there because we give pictures and we tell you the names of everybody in there so you can see that we are not members we're champions. Why are we champions? Because we win every day. Check us out. Uh, we ask you to put skin in the game, $99 a month. But the reason why we do that is because we want to keep the idiots out and we try to build up a bunch of money and we have a big party called Brain Share at the end of the year. Join us. Insuranceagencyintelligence.com. Top right. Mastermind. Click it. Join. Let's go. Dale, how are you doing, sir? Awesome. Awesome. It is a great day. Uh, yeah. I'm great, telling you. Literally a great day to be alive. I was thanking the Lord last night. I, the older I get, the less sleep um, I get. So three o'clock in the morning, I'm, you know, tossing a turn and thinking about the stuff that I need to do the next day and all that kind of stuff. And, and I got to thinking about it and I thought, wow, thank you, God, that at the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021, how amazing it is that I am laying here in my recliner. Come on. And 
I'm breathing. I'm breathing clearly. And I said, thank you, Lord, for the breath in my lungs. And I get to get up tomorrow and figure out, yeah, I'm stressed and I got some stuff to do and I got stuff piling up on me and some different things that I haven't even shared with you, Jason, that's changed dramatically since the last time we spoke. But none of that matters because we're alive. We're breathing. We Come got on. a new day to get started. And mm. uh, and I'm, I'm ready to do it. I almost canceled this appointment with you when I had some stuff kind of turned upside down in my world. And I said, no, that's kind of the whole point because it's a daily battle and being in business is a daily battle. And the ones who survive are the ones who, you know, you get punched in the mouth and you just keep moving forward and you just say, I'm going to find a way and all this. Mm-hmm. And if the toughest thing that we have to do is to figure out how to manage all the opportunity in front of us and all the customers that we have and all the service needs to take care of them and all the people that want to do business with us. That's a pretty good problem to have. And so anyway, yes. So how am I doing today? That's how I'm doing today. I'm deciding to have a good day and I'm just deciding to be thankful and grateful for what we got. We're breathing. We're healthy. We're talking here in the middle of uh, the COVID pandemic and all that stuff. And that in itself is an awesome thing and a victory. All the other stuff is sidelined. These guys are about five to seven minutes into their drive or their jog, and they're hyped up. Dale has <laughs> got them hyped up. I'm telling you what, the German in him has let loose. The only thing is he's not drinking yet, so that's okay. It's still before <laughs> 10 in the morning. Can't start then. But anyways, Dale, let's get where we need to go. A droid or our iPhone user? iPhone all the way, but Google Assistant is my favorite. So this gives you a glimpse into who I am here. Every Mm -hmm. answer is kind of two part, but no, I've tried (laughs) to get into Google world because I love Google assistant, Google maps and that whole world, but iPhones work for me. And I always run back and I always try to make my Android because it's customizable. So Mm -hmm. I try to make it an iPhone. So Anyway, so yeah. you're just thinking, I just I might as well be at the damn iPhone. iPhone. All the so, time. do you use like Nest and the Google Nest that's inside your house for? No, I'm. Oh uh, shit, yeah. Dale, yeah. Dale, Dale, Dale. It's Dale. It's amazing because if you're a Google guy, like I'm a Google guy, like it sounds that you are, um, dude, it's amazing. Like if you go get the Google Wi-Fi, I've never in my life. You just you plug it in, you go to the Home app, it finds it, it hooks it up, you set a password. Shit's working through your whole house. And and it's got like the main thing. And then it comes with like two or three other things. You can put as many as you want. So you can put them around your house. So you have high Wi-Fi everywhere. And then like I went and got indoor cameras because my son likes to sneak out because he's 15. And I mean, I have those things everywhere. And inside my Google Home, I have all my speakers throughout my house. You know, and that's the thing that I was telling my wife. She got me all these Google speakers for Christmas. And I'm like, man, I remember I used to have to get the drill out, right? Drill through the wall, push the wire through there, you know, have it coming across. You know what I mean? Now now you just go set your your speaker over there and you hit open up your home app and it just connects. And all of a sudden you're jamming. You know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, literally in 30 minutes, I had my whole house just jamming That's on crazy. Christmas Day. That's crazy. So after this, you're going to have to share a little bit more about the whole speaker setup with me. Yeah, dude. It's sweet, dude. And then the cameras and the whole thing. And now I got my fridge that I just bought and, you know, and get the thermostat. And people are like, what do you do this for? I mean, it's pretty cool. It learns your life. And if the thermostat knows basically when I'm there and when I'm not, it can tell everything else in the house, which can adjust that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Jason and his wife always leave for eight hours on Saturday. Well, let's, let's cool that down. We know that the refrigerator is not going to open. Let's drop that. Uh, let's turn that up a little bit, you know, so we don't use as much. Anyways, that's where we're going. I live in a world, Dale, like you do. But I open up Neon, I see everything going into my office. I open up Megaphone, I see everybody who's listening to my podcast, I have that. I have Spotify that tells me what I'm supposed to listen to because it says, Jason, this is what you like. I live in a world where I just stand there and stuff is happening all around me. And loyal listeners, what I want you to know is if you go back and you listen to two or three years ago, I specifically talked about this. I talked about it in the fact of lawyers. Lawyers will not be surrounded by paralegals when they're when in 10, 15 years. They will be sen- surrounded by AI technology, which can do 10 times the thing one para- a paralegal can do and do it a lot better. It, it's, it's that environment, agents. That's what you, that's what Dale's creating. That's why we're here talking. It's how do you start to set this stuff up? And here's the beauty of this. The way Dale does it may not work for you. 
And the way that Dale does it is probably way better than some of you are doing it. You're going to say, wow, I'm going to start doing that. That's why we have this podcast is to bring you on. Dale, what's the last app you downloaded? Oh, man. Let me look. Yeah. Let me look. I got to go to the end here. Done. What's that? Tell it, me about it. I'm a Michael Hyatt fan, uh, Michael Ooh. Hyatt productivity stuff. And um, so one of his deals within his uh, paper, old school, full focus planner. There you go. Uh, one of his deals is uh, daily rituals. And so what the done app is, and I haven't got on there. I'm not sure if I'm going to use it. I played around with it a little bit, but it's where you put your daily rituals. Like you're going to get up at five, you start the bacon in the pan and you're going to have one deal of water. You're going to do this, that, and the other and do your Bible study and do your, you know, and all this. So it's a uh, daily, daily rituals and kind of checking those, those things off done. Fantastic, dude. That love Michael Hyatt. So many good people out there today that just pour out. I was successful. How do I give my information out there so I can help one person? I love it. I love it. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Love to win. Love to share about that. You've you've listened to it enough to know and think about this. Yes. So I've I've listened to you ask this question and the iPhone question. I was so prepared for that one as well. But (laughs) so those are the only two I'm prepared for today. But uh, but okay. So I've thought about this because yes, I can slant toward the hate to lose thing. But my thing is, if we're going to focus on the negative, it just cr- it just totally takes the legs out from under us to be able to move forward and, 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 and have that positive momentum to win. And I truly do love to win more than more than I hate to lose because I know we're going to lose some stuff. I, I mm, know we're going to lose some stuff. Like that. So just keep getting out there and winning. And an older agent that uh, that is actually a local uh, competitor to me in, in one of our towns that uh, you know where we where we have a, a, an agency. I told him one time because I had taken like five pieces of business that week from him, and that's not normal. And I just told him, I said, hey, I'm I, I and he went to our church and I led worship at the church. And I said, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not targeting your business. I, I took like five or six accounts this week. And, you know, I just want you to know that. And and I'm I'm not just targeting your stuff or going after your stuff. These just happen to be some friends that kind of came to me. And this was a cousin of that one. And, you know, that type of deal. Mm-hmm. And he just said, Dale, Dale, Dale. He said, you know, this business, that's just how it is. I'm going to lose something's going to go to you and then you're going to lose something's going to come to me. And then I'm going to take some from somebody else. I'm going to lose some others. And that's just how it is. And if we spend our time worrying about that, you know, we're just going to get all bound up. So you don't even have to apologize. Dale, how long have you been in the business? This will be 23 years, going on 24 years. Loyal listeners, there's something you really got to hear about what Dale's saying here. I didn't think this way five years, three years in, five years, seven years in. It was this, their competitors, right? Um, so important, Dale, that story you just gave. And if you guys, anybody out there feels that way about a competitor, do you feel guilty about taking it? Or are you the older gentleman that's getting your business taken from? Maybe there's a little bit you need to take personal from that, but I think the wisdom of what that gentleman said, the same people who laid the golden road that we walk today, that's part of his wisdom for one of the bricks he's laying. Please listen to that. That's so important. Dale, that's great. I really, really, really like that. Very, very good. That gave Uh, me a ton of freedom in my own life because, you know, I can get bound up over that. I take it personally because I take my accounts personally. You know, we're mm -hmm. a smaller agency. And mm-hmm. sometimes small, you know, small town, local and, and friends and family and people. And, you know, these are people we see in a grocery store in my in my small town location, especially. And, you know, I, I can take it personal, but you just can't do that. So mm-hmm. let's just love to win and keep out there and writing as much as we can be the best that we can for the people that we do serve. And, you know, we're going right. to lose some and lose gracefully and, and uh, maybe you'll earn their business back some other day. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. I love it. Two things got you where they are, luck or skill. Which one? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say skill. Uh, okay. And, and Why? truly, I'm going to switch your your if I had to choose between those two. But okay. I'm actually going to take the luck out and I'm going to say just God's guidance in direction. Mm. I feel like truly in my life, I'm just stumbling around, bumping into stuff. And God is just leading me through. Sometimes I just turn around, I look, and I'm just like, 
how in the world, what am I, how am I dealing with this customer? How did I even get them? And what am I, what am I doing? And, and, and yet, you know, I, I think that positioning ourselves through, you know, through a continual search for knowledge and, a, and, you know, whether it's through CIC or mastermind groups or different things like that. And, you know, yes, you gotta, if you want to go next level, you gotta just continually be enhancing your skill and being the best that you can be. So obviously that plays into it. If you're going to be a professional, be a professional. Woo! But, uh, um, so yeah, so I don't go the luck route, but I, I do, I do probably even much more so than skill to say, you know, God's plan and, and his direction and leadership. So if that falls into the luck category, so be it. Today, loyal listeners, it's January 5th. It's around 9, 19 a.m. right now. Today, there's a podcast released today by me and David Carruthers where he goes off and he talks about being a professional and he gives two or three things about being a professional and what that means. And I throw a couple in there. So I love when you throw that out there, Dale, if you want to be a professional. Now, um, take us back. High school, college. I had a person ask me the other day, why do you always say that? And I said, because you don't have to be successful and go to college. Sometimes it was just high school. Take us back to high school and college. Just bring us forward to where you are and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the country. My dad was never would have guessed it. He was. Uh, <laughs> no, well, actually, you know, when I was a little guy, I was in. Uh, we were in the bona fide city in Houston, Texas. My father was a Houston police officer, dog sergeant, canine sergeant. Uh, but my dad is a country country boy at heart. He he and his brothers actually grew up uh, in the barn. Uh, 10 brothers and sisters and the boys slept in the barn. So wow. that's how life was. And that's, that's the, that's, that's what my family came from. And, and my dad is, is an expert horseman um, and, oh, wow. and a cattleman and, and just, you know, that type of person. So I grew up out in the country and, and you know, really didn't live in the city limits and, until I was, I was grown uh, other than when I was a little guy uh, in, in Houston at the very beginning. But anyway, so I, you know, I grew up, you know, have to water the horses and, and feed and, and tend to an orphan colt and work. Yeah. That type of stuff. Well, we thought it was work. Golly, you know, what a blessed life that was. You know, my brother and I riding motorcycles, building forts, learning how to drive, cutting donuts in the pasture, you know, that type of deal. Mm, uh, mm. So there was a lot of there was a lot of fun to be to be had in that a lot to learn with. My dad told me this, you know, with with just with horses, with with dogs, with with animals and being around animals. So many life lessons. And he said, you know, you raising these animals and being around these animals, they're going to teach you a lot about people. They're going to teach you a lot about how to live and how to treat people and how to deal with people. And, and I think there are a ton of life lessons in that. Um, country Love boy it, got rebellious about 1985 when uh, you know, I was 13 years old. Heavy metal ruled the world. Uh, found uh, an old guitar underneath. Did uh, you have long hair? I had hair, yeah, down below my shoulders. No. You, oh, my Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, Motley Crue rat T-shirt every day. Um <laughs> The uh, leather jacket, the whole deal, Guns N' Roses, completely. Uh, when they came out, and I listened to, to their first album, Appetite for Destruction, and it it completely changed the course of my life at that time. And I decided that I was going to go on a course of Appetite for Destruction. And I thought, I'm going to do that. And boy, I did everything I could to do that. And uh, w put my parents through all kinds of things. And I'll, I'll spare you the gory details just so I can have some friends. But God rescued me uh, uh, from that at, at, at a young age, re recovered from that. And funny enough, my next move out of that, we lived in a prison town. Uh, that's the you either you either work for the prison, uh, Texas prison system or you ranch and work for the prison. So either way, <laughs> that's what you do. And uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't have the money to go to college. We didn't have any of that stuff. Matter of fact, for uh, a number of years, we really couldn't run the air conditioner. That's just, you know, I, I was the last, I was, I was on the, the verge of the, 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 what I would call the, the split in the generations, I believe is the air conditioner generation and the pre-air conditioner generation. And, and that really splits, I think, the timetables up in our lives of the, of the different, different groups of people. But I was right in the middle of that. There were times when my dad uh, would have to go outside in our 1965 uh, uh, aluminum trailer house and spray down the outside of the house to try to cool it off. And so that's how we grew up. Wow. Texas, it gets plenty hot. And when you're in those old school, you know, aluminum single wide trailer wow. houses, 
Um, so, so grew up that way. This is, you know, young years like that. Then, uh, so went to work for the prison system. I, I actually, uh, you know, I was again, heavy metal rule of the world as guitar player. We were going to be superstars, rock stars, that whole deal. Always had a band and all that stuff. We moved to Austin, almost starved to death, realized that actually we weren't any good. And, and, uh, I mean, literally was going through my, my, my sock drawers and stuff, just trying to find enough pennies to get some milk to, to have with the little stale cereal we had left. So I called my dad, I had my bass player cut off my, uh, all my hair that night, put it in a ponytail because I was no, no turning back. I decided I'm going to go make a life. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to work, cut my hair off. I uh, called my dad. I said, dad, how long can it take you? How long will it take you to get me on with the prison system? I said, I just cut all my hair off. I want to come home and I want to get a real job. And uh, how old were you, Dale? I was 17. Oh, wow. Okay. So you developed this early. Okay. 17. Yeah. Okay. 17. You can't go to work for the prison system until you're 18, but I was about to be 18. So okay. uh, and he said, of course, you got to be 18 years old. First of all, he said, what? You cut your hair. I, <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah. He said, you cut it all? Like all, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna have to now." I cut the back off in a ponytail, you know. Yeah, it's buzz time, and so um, that's a big commitment to your dad because he probably knew how big your hair was to you, and he's thinking, oh, "Man, if he's willing to do that, he's it was serious." A big deal. I could tell you a lot of stories about that and some stuff that happened in high school over that. Can you imagine living in a small Texas country town? You know, the the, the eight or so of us that were uh, long haired, heavy metal. You know, it was we were wow. we were quite outcasts in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah, but. But, uh, but, but anyway, so I did that and, and, uh, uh, you know, went to the academy, went to work for the prison system. You know, I, it, we, again, we didn't have money for college that wasn't even on the radar. Um, and so, you know, you just went to work. So we went to work and I went to work in the maximum security penitentiary in uh, Palestine, Texas. Um, uh, and, and literally there's an old Merle Haggard song says, uh, I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. Well, my 21st birthday, I spent in the penitentiary and I went and I was night shift walking up and down the hallways of the cell block. And I was singing, I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. And uh, I'd get a few hollers from the cells, you know, boss, man, come on, knock it off. They thought it was funny, you know, but I'm keeping them up at night. <clears throat> I said, boy, I said, man, I did turn 21 in prison. So, I, hey, I got to sing about it. I did that. I really was raised in prison I love and, it. and, and I, I, I learned a lot about discipline. I learned a lot about hard work. I learned a lot about pressing through and working through fear. Uh, I'm a pretty little guy and you know, it can be an intimidating place, but I also learned about how to, how to, you know, how to work with people and that people are people, uh, you know, lots of different emotions, lots of different uh, backgrounds, lots of different things like that in, in, uh, in, in prison, lots of great people that I worked under and, and, and lots of people that maybe I, I wouldn't want to duplicate everything that they do that I worked under. Uh, and, but thankfully I worked uh, under a bunch of, uh, uh, several really great people that took me under their wing, uh, wound up being a Sergeant, uh, at, uh, 20 years old, wasn't old enough to, to even buy a beer. If that's uh, what I wanted to do, I disclaimer, I, I don't drink. I did back then, but, uh, so, but here I was a, uh, um, supervisor, uh, in, in the penitentiary. There's a Lieutenant at, uh, I think 20, 21, 22. Um, and so, you know, that was seven years or so. I, I, I learned, uh, I managed horribly. I was way too young to be a leader of people. I bet. I bet. Um, it, but it, but yet, you know, I think back on some of the crazy things that I did and things that I thought and how I thought to lead, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> But I, I think back on those things even now, and and uh, it was still a great, great experience for me at a young age to be in. So that you were about twenty five, twenty six then when you're getting out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was. I think I was. I'd have to do the math. I think twenty four, maybe twenty three, okay. twenty four. Uh, I think I was twenty five when I opened my Allstate office. So yeah, I think I think probably twenty. 24, 25. So how'd you find that? Where was that shift from so, um, prison to all state? Yeah. So, you know, uh, pay is not great, uh, in, in the prison system. And, you know, if you're going to have a job where, where you, you, you know, you're, there's life threatening things all, all, all day long and, and, uh, you know, potential for urine and feces to be thrown on you and, and all the, just the junk that you have to deal with, uh, for a pretty, you know, pretty low pay. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a rough spot. My hat's off to all those people working in the penitentiaries, but, uh, but, 
you know, I felt like I wanted to do something better. I, I wanted to move forward financially. I wanted to, to, I wanted my wife to have a better house. I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to build a life, but also I wanted to do something where, you know, the deal with the prison system was do your eight and hit the gate. So basically if everybody that you went in with came out and everybody was alive and healthy, <clears throat> then you, then it was a successful day. And all the, it, it, the same number of inmates were in that were in when you started the day, then great. But, you know, you weren't building anything. And I, and I started to get stagnant. I started to get bored. Uh, I wanted to build something. At the end of the day, I wanted to show that I had done something. And, yes, I wanted some opportunities financially. We started looking into real estate, studying some different things. My wife um, was a, a secretary for a company that did oil and gas. And in the building that she was in, uh, the local Farm Bureau agent was there. And so he he knew that I was wanting to maybe do some things along the lines of business and do something a little bit different. And he pulled me in the office one day and recruited me and he told me about this insurance business. And I thought, wow, so I'll, I'll do that. Maybe I'll just do this and then kind of get a little bit of income and get my foot in the door in the business world. And then I'll get into real estate. You know, almost 25 years later, I hadn't had time yet to look at real estate, but, but uh, so yeah, that's what happened. I got recruited uh, to, to farm bureau. Um, that particular, it's an amazing company. Uh, but that particular situation wasn't a fit for me locally. Uh, and so I, uh, just shortly after, like six months after, and their training is amazing. I think they feel like I probably went to, you know, went to them for their training and, and left, but, uh, opened my own Allstate office in 98 in Amarillo, Texas. So that's our, you know, more of our city, basically the only city up here in the Texas panhandle. Um, so it was 98. Um, some things were happening in, in Texas. We were having what's called a black mold crisis in 2001, 2002, uh, where basically companies were just leaving the state. You couldn't write yeah, homeowners. It was a, just a horrible time. Uh, some shifts were changing. Uh, things were changing uh, big time uh, with Allstate at the time. So I started looking at, hey, what if I didn't have all my eggs in one basket where I wake up one morning and one CEO of one company makes a decision that turns my whole life upside down? True so, that. So what if I went independent and I learned that you really, at that time anyway, there weren't as many aggregators and different things like that out there. But uh, at the time, you know, to, to, I, I learned trying to contact some companies just to up and go independent was going to be a very difficult thing to do. Uh, you kind of had to either have a book or have some money or buy somebody or something. And I didn't have any of those things. But I did find a 50-year-old independent agency uh, here in the uh, small town of Canadian, Texas, in the northeast panhandle of Texas. Um, he had Alzheimer's. He was independent. He was 80% Allstate. Just seemed like a perfect fit. He needed to get out. I was looking to go independent. I had never been over here to Canadian before. Uh, and they're actually, at the time, were a, a deep rival football team, which is big stuff in Texas. Big stuff. Uh, I had never set foot in this town before. And people said I was crazy coming from the town that we were from, Panhandle, Texas, being, uh, being football rivals. This was never going to work. But, uh, but we made a deal and bought the uh, little sleepy independent agency. Um, and I think it was a blessing to them because uh, he was, I think, at the point where he was just going to shut his doors. And after 50 years of work, he was just going to have nothing. And, wow, so he and, got something. Yeah. So And you got something. And then, yeah, we got in. We needed in. He got out. Um, and, and he was able to have something for the years of hard work. And um, so, yeah, so it worked out great. And these people in this town took us in like family. These His customers that had been his customers for 20, 30, 40 years, they're still with me today, 20 years later. It's been 18 years ago we did this. And uh, um, it, it, I think especially his friends, the older friends and the you know people that were close to him and had been his customers for years and years, I think at the time that that uh, that we were seen as a blessing to him and that we had you know by by buying the business and anyway it was just a positive really positive thing uh, and so this uh, this town has been. Uh, been amazing to, to us and to me and my family and our business. So how long ago, keep in mind, I think you're about in third or second or third place for the longest opening story. Preston Schmidley still holds that. Wow. I um, thought this my, was the deal. I didn't even know this was the opener. No, no, this is just the opener still, because now we got to get to the stuff that everybody wants to know about. Editor, okay. Gotta get the editor rolling. There, yeah, there is no editor. I'll keep you in the mind. We do not edit shows. Um, but here's, we do drop commercials then besides that. So here's the deal. Um, this is an amazing story. I think it's a story of a lot of people. Uh, what does your agency look like today? How many people is it? And are you personal, commercial, life, yeah. health? 
Yeah. So now we're about 60, 40, uh, personal to commercial. Uh, one big goal of mine is actually to flip those numbers and maybe can go 75, 25 on the commercial side. Um, you know, our commercial side, we do a lot of oil and gas, um, although Ooh, yeah. energy's down right now. And so that's, that's not a big thing. Everybody's struggling in that area right now. But, uh, so, uh, we put in a, a second location in, so we're in Canadian, the small town. We put in a second location in Amarillo in 2013. Uh, and, and so, uh, I've got, it, it, we're, I mean, we're micro. I've got one staff person over there. Um, and then I, I've, I've, it rotates, you know, one, two to three here in Canadian in the small town, just because there's more walk-in traffic here. Uh, people mm-hmm. actually like to come in and have a cup of coffee and do stuff, but, and talk, but, uh, right now uh, we've just gone through a little bit of a transition. So I've got one here in Canadian and she's new, been with us in September. Uh, okay. and I've got one in, uh, in Amarillo and then me, I float between the two, but Amarillo hadn't been open since March. So. Uh, physically, so I'm I'm here in Canadian. Amarillo uh, by morning. Absolutely, I, lo- I, lo- I love George Strait. He, he's 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 <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's the king of country Yeah, he, I know. He's I mean, the king. So he's just the king. So so hold on. So hold on. So so we're sixty forty. You're wanting to flip that. Yep. Um, and then am I am I am I straight to say that you've just been a really good insurance agent? Um, with the two main street shops, nothing big. Yep. And you're just going along being successful. And then along comes different ways of thinking. Yep. Along comes you're in another agent or you're talking to an agent at a conference and you're hearing some things. What was it that sparked that that new deal? What was that? So um, also we've been by vocational ministry this whole time, my entire career. Uh, and, 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 uh, some things had changed with staffing in our office and a lot of things changed in our lives. My wife and I were facing some, uh, some pretty severe burnout just in all areas of our lives, okay. uh, and had taken a, a time, uh, a sabbatical where, um, I, I resigned uh, on staff as, uh, at the church that we were at at the time we need to regroup, um, spiritually and in our direction in ministry and, and, and just, just breathe. It had been 20 years. Um, and you know, so we, we took that, that breath and, and paused for, for a little bit and, and really just took a time just to, I, I just needed to, I needed to rest. I was at the point where I was having chest pains every day. My, my oh, hair wow. was falling out on my keyboard, you know, just, just stress, just high stress. What was it? What was a couple of those things? Well, what was it, that stress? you know, there is no such thing as bivocational ministry. There is full-time ministry. So you're there stressed is. more on the outside things happening in your life, it's, not stressed by the, um, the insurance. It, okay. It, it, was it, it, it was both, you know, because that's the deal. I didn't feel like I was serving either side or my family um, because I was so stretched and I was overcommitted in all those areas. And I mm. felt everywhere I went, I felt that I was letting down my church. I felt that I was letting down my family and I felt that I was letting down my staff. They weren't getting the best. Yeah. yeah they weren't getting the best version of you. Correct. Yep. Yep. And, and my boys were, um, you know, we're, we're wrapping up high school. One was a freshman in, in, in college and it was just time to be able to spend, uh, some time, you know, my boys sacrificed a lot through all of that busyness of all those years. And I needed to be there and be available. If I needed to run down the Lubbock where my other son was, I needed to just be able to run down there. If he says, I need you to help me do this or that, I just need to be able to go. And, uh, and so, you know, so we paused and we did that. We took basically, you know, almost a couple of years, uh, but a, a full year of it. What does that mean? A couple of years where you focused on the business and focused on your family, yeah. withdrew from the church, um, a leadership yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was the main change that we had made is we refocused in, on the business uh, again, because we had had some staff turnover that we basically, I'm going through a, a similar situation right now that started uh, yesterday. Uh, but but we had to refocus and and do that. But at the same time, I think God was using that as an open door to say, you, you know, I've been showing you the signs. You need to take a break from this. You don't have to have your name or a title on a desk to serve in God's church. And so there's different ways that, you know, you can do that. So we just took a pause from that. And we actually home churched my wife and I uh, for a year. And we just stayed at home uh, because, you know, we felt like, if if I went any anywhere else and, and attended a church somewhere, I, we were just afraid we were going to jump right back in the river and go down the current again. And we really need to pause to see what, what God has for us. And so, yeah, so we paused from all that. No, he says work. be still. Absolutely. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice. 
the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Right? That's what he says. He says be still, but you can't if you're just overcommitted. Well, he can. And, you know, and sometimes they say that God will never give you more than you can handle. And I say, no, he will give you more than you can handle because that's the only way he can get you to look to him. But in, the, in, in, in that moment, I think it's be still. Now, in that still time, this is when was this? Oh, 2018, 2019? Yes, this was uh, this was 18 to 19. January okay. 1st of 18 is when we really kind of buckled down. Okay. Uh, and then we. What was the first thing when you when you said I'm going to buckle down and you made this list or you talked with your wife and your kids? What did that look like? What was buckle down? You know, buckle down was to stop to stop uh, the running and and mainly in what I did in ministry was music ministry. So it was managing wow. it was managing bands in, in the modern church. So it gotcha. was it was managing bands and who and and multiple drummers and trying to recruit and bass players and who's going to sing the solo and who's going to do the thing and what about 3 weeks from now You and were I'm the like, musical director. You were the right. worship yeah, leader. Yeah, you would call it the worship leader. Right. Right. It, okay, wow. I, that I, is that is a very very I go to a, a good sized church and that is a a, a deep intel job and you're running an agency at yeah. this. Oh, yeah. And you're trying to be a father. Yeah. I get you now. I yeah. get you. Yeah. It was just it was just too much. And actually, we felt like on, on the ministry front that so much was focused on the natural uh, that really we were suffering spiritually and we needed to just refocus in God's word and get out of the running and the doing and do just a little bit more of the being and knowing. And 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 really, our deal was, God, just whatever you have for us, we just know this way's not working. And so we're just going to pause and be quiet and be still. We're going to seek you in your word and we're going to find out what do you have for us? And if it doesn't even include insurance, so be it. Just so, so one of the things, so one of the things he answered to is he said, you need a new AMS system. He said, <laughs> you, he said, you need a new marketing system or whatever. So now you went through this, this firing and, or this person who has left and where the deal that I've really gotten to know in the last six to four to six months is one who's questioning the technology he's using, yeah. who's questioning the processes he's doing, who's questioning his, questioning his book, uh, booking tactics. And maybe should that be kept in house? Should I outsource that? I'm looking for somebody. Am I correct? Your wife worked in the business with you. Yeah, she does the books on the on the back she, end. She, she does the books. You know, how can we make her life more fruitful? I hear these other agents, and I don't want to chase the shiny object, but I know that I need to change. Yeah. In that mindset, Dale, what did you go with first? What was the important leading factor in your agency? Well, you know, we've we've been we've had a kind of a, a messed up. Uh, um, well, I've just felt like that technology in the independent agency system has just been broken for so yeah. long uh, and always at least 10 years behind the rest of the world and, and all that. And so, you know, just through the mastermind of being exposed to so many different things that all these different people are doing. And I, it just really opened my mind to what is possible and what is out there. Uh, so many super sharp people and, and so many things that were being discussed. And I just thought, OK, I'm going to fix this. And, and 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 part of the big push came was I was trying to train uh, I do have uh, uh, some uh, a VA that uh, you know offsite VA. I was trying to train him and in going through some things, I was really realizing 
everything that I was telling him, I was, I was also having a side comment about how broken and ridiculous this system is. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. I've said this like 800 times since I'm training this guy. So I'm going to find a better way because if I've got to have a disclaimer on every single thing we do and why it's backwards and wrong and messed up, I'm going to find a better way. There's got to be something better than this. Love it. And, and so I just went on a complete blitz um, of, of basically all things software. It's actually a passion of mine. And I have been passionate about that since day one, just a lot of times the busyness, I don't, I can't really dig down into it, but mm -hmm. I completely, that has been basically, you know, over the past, probably 120 days. I mean, that has been my almost 100% job is talking to people and being, um, oh, I got phones ringing here and they put them on do not disturb, um, right. where, um, I've been just on that search. And so one thing that, you know, I, I'm currently, I think about 2,700 uh, emails behind on attaching emails. And, and that's kind of where I live. And, and then some of those are still actionable items. And some of those things are conversations that should have just been attached and whatever, but through our management system and the processes, it's to me, it's just so I get so many, it's mm -hmm. such a cumbersome process to do that and document. So basically the, you know, looking at the cumbersome process of attaching emails and, and, and really communications in general. And, and I just thought there's got to be a better way to do this. So I actually kind of went outside of insurance world and I thought, what if, you know, one of the things through Michael Hyatt stuff that, that, uh, he'll, that, you know, that he says is, you know, if you want something or if there's a goal that you have or whatever, you know, let's not, you know, ask the question, what would have to be true? Not just, well, we can't do that because no, what would have to be true if we wanted to do that? So, it, you know, if I wanted to have a, 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 a more modern and, and, and reasonable and, and, well, just using modern technology, if I want to have a better system to be able to capture emails, notes, then I started thinking about texts and then in, in, in the, the documents that we upload and all the things on just on the communications and documentation end of things. So I just went looking for that and I went totally outside of the insurance world and I went into the regular, just or the regular world of software uh, and started looking into what is possible. If I wasn't in insurance and somehow felt bound in the management systems, and all that and how they work, what would I use? And what, what could it look like? What are the possibilities? And so I just started down that road. Good advice from Michael Hyatt. Good way, good job for you to translate that into how I can do that. That's uh, using technology. I like that. Yep, absolutely. So uh, so I saw that and I saw some of those things that of how things actually work and interact and some, you know, different, all kinds of different software that's out there. But it always led me back to the thing of, you know, look, as fast paced as things go, and if you want to be um, uh, efficient and, you know, if, if I don't have those systems connected somehow to my management system, to my database, I think those things are going to get out of sync as much as I want to use a totally separate piece. So I kind of led me back to, okay, so now let's look at, I see what's possible out there. Now let's see what's possible that does work with management systems. And there's a lot of cool and, and, and awesome stuff out there. Um, and, you Lots know, good stuff. And, 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 you know, a couple of them that I was looking at real hard that didn't necessarily work for me just with the management systems that we're on and the situation that we're on. Um, it, I've had a situation for years now for three years, I've been paying for easy links and AMS 360. Oh, it, wow. My management system 360. We, we've tried to leave them for our, for our, uh, manual commercial processing, but easy links just had some deficiencies in the manual commercial side of, you know, non-download heavier uh, commercial stuff that, uh, you know, it, it, for my specific needs, it just, there were some things that just, what do you like about easy links though, that, that you're saying that you don't get from AMS 360? Well, when we went to, we went to easy links because a, the, the, you know, the Raider and the management system were one thing and that helped our mm -hmm. lines flow. Uh, but, but really one of the main things is, and this may sound ridiculous too, but we love QuickBooks and we, we love, you know, the, the, the fight of dealing with the accounting side on a, a true rigid, um, you know, debit and credit based system and some of these management systems. It was just, it just didn't have, a, again, I'm looking for the modern solution with the bank uh, interactions and downloads and uh, matching and all that stuff. So yep. the interaction with QuickBooks, integration with QuickBooks was a big part of, you know, mm -hmm that we wanted and when we, we are too. So you're not silly by that. And there's yeah. a lot of agents that use it. And, um, there's this old adage, um, that 
when QuickBooks came out, I don't know if it's 2000 or 2005, whenever it was, they, some people, agents tried to try it in their agency and they couldn't do agency bill and direct yeah. bill yeah. and all that because the thing was so simple and that's carried through the years. And so when you try to explain, especially to an old legacy agency that you really don't have to use the accounting in there and actually you can get way better reports and keep that if you're having someone in-house doing, or if you're outsourcing it, right? Um, people don't understand that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seven, I'm 780, almost 800,000 and I've never done nothing but run my damn agency on QuickBooks. So, and yeah. I do a lot of commercial and I do a lot of agency bill, you know? And so, so they just don't realize. So I'm with you on the QuickBooks thing. I think that a, I think if you, I've said this many times, if you're 20, 30, 40 people or more, probably need an AMS 360 or some kind of applied, especially if you're wanting to grow, it's just an all in one encompassing system. But Dale, 72% of the agencies out there are five to six people or less. So, but yet 80% of the AMS market is vertifor or applied. Loyal listeners, did you just hear what I said? 72% of the people are five to six people or less but yet 80% of the market is vertifor and applied, but yet you really don't need vertifor applied unless you're a lot of people. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So anyways, so you, 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 you're still looking for your AMS system. That was one thing that you called me about um, um, specifically. And then, so do you, what is, so what have you kind of found out? Do you, you don't, I don't want you to talk about that because that, that has to do with relationships outside of, outside of this. Um, but what was the next thing you found? Okay, if I'm going to search my management system, I don't know exactly where I'm going to go yet. My advice to you, if you if you remember what I said, I said just hold on about six to eight months. There's yeah. a lot of stuff changing, and there's some serious stuff. Loyal listeners to you too. There's some serious stuff getting ready to be known by July or August, maybe September, maybe June. Right? It's technology somewhere in there, um, and that's what I told Dale. Um, I still believe that Veruna is the best. But I also said, if you're growing in commercial, there's nothing for you to hurt for to wait about five or six months because they do do commercial, but they're really revamping it right now and should have it done in the next four to six months. And then in the other AMS world, I know what's going on out there and there's some pretty advanced things. Easy links in AMS 360. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. that's why. It, it, yeah, it, makes sense. it makes sense, but it's just it's wild. Coming it's just from what somebody. we had to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we had to do. We had been on 360 for years, and anyway, it's just what for me, you know, for the commercial processing, it's awesome. And you know, awesome. there were just, I, you know, really when I left for for Easy Links, I was looking for a more modern solution for a few other things and all this. Mm -hmm. So it's, it was part of the same the same hunt. I've always been trying to find a better a better solution, but uh, actually, I have landed on. on oh, you have? Yeah, I've I've, sorry, I've landed sorry. contractors. Contracts are signed. So the What'd main deal for me where I where I really landed was I wanted to get to Salesforce. That was a deal. Uh -huh. A Salesforce based platform. I see where you're going. And you know, a lot of this stuff is Salesforce based. I see it. I, I see things moving in that direction. To me, that was the only way to break out into um out of the agency world and be connected to uh to a management system. And I think that those doors are going to keep opening up, to, you know, with whether it's neon or some of these other things that that are, are happening. I just see so many modern things so rolling out happening. Well, it, uh, it's kind of funny with what you had just mentioned. But the way I could get to Salesforce was either with a connector from AMS 360 yep. or a connector from Applied Epic. And going through weighing my options out in there made sense to stick with AMS 360. Okay. But come to find out as I started going down that road, their connector to Salesforce had been uh, stopped. It had been put on pause. They were rebuilding a deal for the new financial services platform. Anyway, so the only viable option at the time was going to be to go to Epic to get to Salesforce. And that is what I have done. You have decided you, you, you signed the check. It is done. Damn. Damn. Loyal listeners are really surprised right now. They're thinking, I wonder what Cash is thinking. I'm just, I'm just thinking. No, I, and here's the deal. This is the truth. And this is the truth. And I'm going to tell you this. A lot of my buddies get on to me because they'll say that I speak to both sides. I'm completely okay about that. Cookie gets on me all the time about that. 
First of all, I believe anybody who's one-sided has a closed mind and a closed mind is not good. Okay. So you should always be able to see both sides and you should always be able to relate to both sides. Those who can't might have a problem with empathy and sympathy. Uh, just me. That's Cass. That's Cass. That's a rant. I'll come back to it. Now, the fact is, is that I have said multiple times on this podcast, when you talk about the best management system, all encompassing, it's applied. It really, truly is. I just think they're evil. That's, that's, that's my thing, right? I, I just, I, I mean, Twitter is huge. Twitter is huge as can be. I just think Twitter's evil, right? And when I say that, I'm not saying like evil, evil. I'm being funny, loyal listeners. But I'm just saying to me, I don't, I think they're very um, encompassing in the way that they work. And they're very much like a, like a, like an iPhone. And I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. It's awesome product, but it don't work a lot very well with other things. Now the Salesforce does because they bought Tech Canary. Um, so that's, yep. that's a good thing. Um, yep. the only thing I want to say to everybody out there is I don't know this answer, um, to have a true Salesforce product for as an AMS and to really use it differently than every other AMS to capture data, you have to have cases and opportunities to have cases and opportunities. You have to have the Salesforce enterprise license. Now, Dale, I, I, please ex excuse me here for a minute because there's some companies out there right now who are saying they're built on the Salesforce platform and they're comparing themselves to Neon. And this has nothing to do with Applied or AMS 360. These are other ones. And I want you to know right now, they're absolutely lying to you. I've already talked to Seth Zaremba. Number one, I'm a, I'm a pilot agent. So anybody who gets bought or any mergers that come about, I know about them first. Every Friday at two o'clock, we have a meeting. And what's important to understand is, is you want to ask these people who are on Salesforce to say this, what license do I have with Salesforce? And they'll say, oh, it's included in the price. You get the Salesforce license with the AMS license. You're getting a basic Salesforce license. You, you can't get cases and opportunities. You can't share your data. You can't put it into a da data lake. It, it's, it's, you can share your data because you own it as a Salesforce person, but you can't necessarily do things. You have to have cases and opportunities. And the only way you can get cases and opportunities is the Salesforce enterprise license. And you're not going to find that license for less than $125 just for the sales enterprise license. That's what it's going to cost you. So keep in mind for all you loyal listeners out there, ask them when they say that they're an AMS on Salesforce, ask them, do I have the sales enterprise license? I have talked to numerous people who they've even asked them that and they say, yes, there's no way you're getting all that for $150. There's just no way. Salesforce is getting 125 to 150 of that 150. So it makes sense. Dale, thank you very much because I've been wanting to do a separate podcast on that. So thanks very much for, for pausing. So sure. when do you when do you go live? I mean, have you live? When are you doing your training? Well, we're, uh, we're we're doing some of the automated training just on the on the Epic side. I'm, I, you, I've had some staff turnover. And so, you know, we might even slow down to speed up. Uh, yeah, that's right. a good thing. Right now, I'm actually kind of going the other way, at least for the epic stuff, uh, so that we can start with phase one. We're just going to, um, you know, crawl, walk, run. Uh, so we are shooting for a 30 day conversion uh, to get uh, over to epic, at least for that step one to get that data over there. And the reasoning for that is. Um, that just for uh, some hiring that I need to do for commercial processing, I need to land and be on wherever I'm going to be before mm -hmm. I make that hire. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a little tough to say, well, we're ESP, I need you to know uh, Easy Links and, and AMS 360 and, and Epic and Salesforce. And, you know, and people are going to go, okay, next. So anyway. Okay. So this is good. And so you now are going to encompass a lot of your technology because you've got your CRM now inside your AMS. You'll be able to record the client experience a lot yeah. better. Yes. They even do have their own mobile app. It's not the best in the world, but it's their mobile app. I think it works fine. I just think Glovebox and others um, have some fascinating things. I think it'll only be a matter yes. of time before Applied steals their stuff. And if you listen to my podcast with Reese Holsworth, <laughs> They are really going that that Ivans. They're recreating that for that to be now. Since that podcast, why? Once again, this is a plus for you, Dale. Dale um, is since that podcast, I've talked to many, many vendors who have said to me, "I was one of those that reached out to Reed. 
I was one of those that reached out to Reed because these vendors are having to make these connections with each one of these carriers. And then they're having to maintain those connections with each one of those carriers. It is a labor intensive process. So if you get someone like Ivan's who says, we'll be the connector, you just plug into us because we already have the connection with the companies that like lowers their costs substantially. Um, I think that puts it in bed. That's one of the reasons why Ivan now has been made their own corporation and given their own leadership structure, because I think they've realized finally after five, six, seven years now that just them having ownership in it uh, is not necessarily the best. And I think that Reed's doing a good job. I know there's a lot of people that want to sit out there and they want to beat him up for selling Tech Canary. If he got offered the money he got offered and one of my buddies didn't sell it, I would go smack him. That's the whole reason why you create things, right? That's, I mean, that's, it's just ridiculous the way that some people beat him up. Overall, Reed's a good guy and he's very smart and he does believe in the independent insurance and um, agents and that he was one at one time. So anyways, Dale, wrapping this up, dude, we have been going on and on. Loyal listeners, I do apologize, but I think that you're getting a lot out of this. And Dale, here's the deal. So many people relate. We got 480 some thousand insurance agents, 30 some thousand of them listen to this. 20% of them are going to connect with you, like, like are, are going to relate with you. That's 3,000 people. There's 3,000 people who have their hair cut, just had that. There's 3,000 people who have had a staff member leave them and say, you know what? I'm tired of not having processes. There's, just, there's people out there who are saying, where do I start? There's people out there that are going to reach out to you and say, when you were looking at these five, what was it that you were asking? What were those questions? And yeah, good for sure. you, Dale. That's why I brought you on this podcast. Really, 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 really glad. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or say about some of your journey um, up to now? You know, just that it's a continual journey. This is the landing place for right now. And, you know, we're always going to be moving and business is always changing. Uh, and, you know, these changes, they're tough. When you change a management system, especially the larger you get, even a small agent moving kind of into medium sized agent world, uh, which yeah. is where we are, you know, it, it's it's even on a small staff, maybe especially on a small staff because you mm -hmm. wear so many hats. It's tough. But uh, but, you know, we've always got to be open to to what the future holds and where things are moving and changes that need to be made. And we also need to be disciplined, maybe sometimes when that change doesn't need to be made and pause for a little bit. But, you know, this is where we are for now. I feel like my main point mm -hmm. is getting on a Salesforce so that I can get connected with other modern apps and other modern ways and flows yeah. of doing business uh, in that world. And, and I, I think that that's going to take us somewhere. And I think that's going to open the door for some other things, like you say, that are coming down the road. So mm -hmm. uh, and when those things come, we're going to be listening and, and, and looking and, and we're where we are for now. We're going to be there a while, but it's always changing. And, you, you know, you just have to be ready to roll with it and, and, and roll with the changes, I think so. With Salesforce, I can plug in an app and all my phone system, it comes in and it gets transcribed yes. and AI pulls it out and puts it into my management system or captures it. That was There's one of the no key things I was looking for. management system that you can do that with unless you're hooked up with Salesforce. Loyal listeners, I hope you're listening to what I just said. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. And it's not like, man, I got to go get this technology developed like you would with any other management system. No, you just go to the marketplace and put in what you need and you read and go, yeah, that looks like a good one. Absolutely. Now, right now. Right now, that's I'm not doing that. I will say it because it's not feasible for right. The the cost of technology yeah. is coming down, and what we're also finding out is that when you're using transcription, Dale, and you are running AI through it, the closer you need it to be to real time, the more expensive it is. Yeah, yeah. I so if you that. need that, but if you if you can give the company five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes to transcribe it and run it through AI, and then it puts it into your management system the cost actually starts to come down. It really, truly does. That's so, where we are. That's what we're doing. So I love it, Dale. Dale, thank you very much. You know what we're going to do, Dale, is we're going to bring you back in 2022. Sounds crazy. Um, it, 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 we're going to bring you back in 2022 and get a recap of where you are. Um, and I'm really excited for you. I, I, I hear it in your voice. You're excited when you talk about how you think it's going to help um, keep your hair, make your <laughs> Make your wife, you know, a little bit more happy because, you know, she's stressed out too, but she's stressed out because you're stressed out, yeah, right? Absolutely. And you're stressed out because she's stressed out. And so that's good stuff, man. That's that's good in a whole lot of areas. I'm proud of you. Dale, wrapping it up with what you watch and what you read. Leaders are readers and you're a, re you're a leader, so I know you're a reader. What are you reading right now? I'm reading uh, Best Year Ever, Michael Hyatt, Free to Focus. Uh, both of those I've read before and The Obstacle is the Way. Oh, The Obstacle is the Way. 
that is the most amazing book, um, transformational. And we're facing lots of obstacles in our world right now. And it is, it is, you know, basically the concept that, you know, when that obstacle is in front of you, don't go to the right or the left or wait or stop, or you just go straight through it. And you find the lesson that that obstacle is teaching you when you lose staff or your stuff blows up on you, or you, you lose that one major account or, you know, things are happening in your family or whatever, what things can you learn from that to do better and push you to do better through that obstacle and that's kind of the the you know basic basic summary of the book is finding that the obstacle is actually the way not something to be afraid of and that has been i'm so glad i started reading that when i when i did um because it's it's uh, been powerful for me for me right now i like that i like that i just wrote that down in the notes um besides that i don't know what you and the wife do I know I do know she's your she's your boo. So you're probably watching Hulu. Maybe you get your kicks on Netflix or you spend your time on Amazon Prime. What are you watching um, that everybody else should watch as well? <laughs> I we are so old school. We Come watch on. we watch an episode of Andy Griffith every night when I have my cereal before bed. <laughs> And she watches, uh, she'll, she'll watch maybe some Mary Tyler Moore or Bob Newhart. And then one of my favorite shows ever, Newhart, old wow. school Newhart, where he was the owner of an inn in Vermont, which actually is my goal after I get out of insurance. For real? I just want to own an inn, whether it's in Vermont or Fredericksburg, Texas, and just bring joy to people and, and just enjoy the days and uh you know maybe whittle on the front porch and play some guitar in the evenings that's a goal yes i love it and is (laughs) what is it is is his brother larry uh it's larry my brother daryl and my other brother brother daryl that's it i love it i love it i love it i love it paul newhart somebody that the uh, new generation would find um maybe not as entertaining as back in the day but he was a, a very very funny person now um dale i do appreciate you coming on man this has yeah. been good. Hey, thanks so much. And uh, and sorry for the hour and a half intro, but, uh, um, you know, just I'm, an, I'm an insurance agent, so that's what we do. Yeah. We talk. Just just 27 minutes. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, Hanley's, or not Hanley's, uh, Schmidley's was like 50 some minutes. But anyways, <laughs> here's the thing, loyal listeners, I want you to take away from this. There's a lot of gold nuggets that you can take, obviously, away from this. Also, be sure to check out our show notes. We do show notes for you, and we actually break it down, especially if you're on Spotify. They allow a cool thing where you can look at the notes, and then you can just click on that note, and it'll take you right to that part inside of the podcast so that you can um, get back down to that. Now, um, loyal listeners, one of the things that I want you to learn and want you to, well, not to learn because, you know, I can only teach so much and I'm not here to teach you. I want you to listen. I want to pull out one thing that Dale said. He didn't say it, but he said it. He said it in numerous, numerous ways. And it's something that our boy, Billy Williams, all told us at BrainShare 2018 when we were in Vegas. And he asked everybody and loyal listeners, depending on how much you listen, you may have heard this before. He asked everybody that before you start something, before you're going to reinvent your agency, before you're going to recreate a rule or something in your house as a parent, you can do this in everything you do, but specifically in business. What should be the first thing that you do when you're trying to make a change? And Billy said, Anybody have any option a- a- answers? And someone said, you know, you need to call your mortgage person. You need to get a loan. You need to go get a permit. You know, all this stuff. Billy's like, nope, 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 nope. And his answer was very profound, but very simple because everything Billy says is simple. And he says, you must clean your sight. Mm. You must clean your sight because you can't build until everything's cleaned up. And I think it also goes to the point of when Billy says, when you go to a conference, don't try to find one or two, three things to bring back. Try to come back and eliminate one thing. It goes Mm -hmm. back to cleaning your sight, loyal listeners. When you're listening to Dale and you're listening to things that he's saying and you're and you're hearing him analyze things, right? And then he said, you know, I here I am, and he was out there building, trying to train a new person. And as he's building, he's hitting these stumps and he's going, when the hell, when are we just going to clear all these stumps out of here? And then we can build fresh, you know? And then actually, once I show people how to build this little part, I don't have to be there to show them, but they keep hitting into these stumps all the time. Billy would say, clean your site. And so looking back, that tells me and lets me know that I know Dale's on the right, on the right track because he's cleaning his site. 
I've said yeah. it over and over that the, the hub of the wheel is your AMS system. Coming up close behind it is now our ecosystem of our agency, which is Slack or Teams. But I want you to know this is important, the hub. I love the fact that that's where Dale started. And if you're out there and you have any questions, you can reach out to Dale. Lane, what, oh, wait, hold on. I had to write it out phonetically. <laughs> Lane, Lane uh, Langhenig. You got right? it. You got Lane, it. Langhenig. Yeah, it's one of the toughest. And and okay, we already talked about that. So, anyways, Dale, thank you very much for your time. I really, really greatly do appreciate it. I also appreciate you, loyal listeners, because you know what I do, because I do it for you. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence, where I gave you a real agent, Dale, inside of a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. That's Dale. I'm not saying his last name. We're out. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. It's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.